0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Collateral Creatives, the show where we go into content that doesn't necessarily have to do with Christianity to find a characteristic of God or something that we can take away as believers in Christ. I'm your host, Austin Murphy, and I'm joined once again by my lovely co-host, Cheyenne Wyatt. Hello. This week, we're going to be going into... A rather interesting topic. Something that I don't think a lot of people would have seen coming, uh, but we had planned this out a long time ago. Yeah, it's
1: not what we usually cover
0: yes usually like let, let's let's recap right like first week we went into how do we identify how we how do we find our identities as christians with spider-man into the spider-verse then the second week we came back for collateral beauty and we dealt with how do we deal with loss and suffering
1: speaking of which um with collateral beauty there was that poem that you found that would have been a great inclusion in the episode if we would have known about it do you want to pull that up really quick
0: i already have it pulled up what what do you mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> he says as he's furiously typing on his phone to I, find it
0: I actually just did find it in that little spiel you had going there. that's
1: why I kept talking <laughs>
0: So, yes, uh, we found out that Collateral Beauty might have been based on this poem, actually, but I'm not entirely certain.
1: Yeah, Uh, I have no idea if they're related or not.
0: No idea, but I could probably look into it at some other point. It's just our own little thing. Yeah. uh, Collateral Beauty was, uh, was, aside from a movie, also a poem by a woman named Serena A. Hibbard. And... It actually summarizes a lot of what we were trying to say in that episode rather well, so we thought we would revisit it real quick uh, to just comment on this and bring up the, the realities that it had discussed. Collateral beauty, parentheses, true beauty. There is collateral beauty everywhere. The beauty is in where you find it. Rare is a time that you find yourself fractured from some event, unable to regain the peace you had before. Everything in your life seemingly getting harder to handle anymore. But if you stop just for a moment in time, everything you see is still okay and you are truly fine. All is not really lost and you just had to find your way back. Unbeknownst to you, God was picking up the slack. There was never time to fear. You should have known God was always here. So I I just appreciate that a whole lot since during that episode we were going deep into things of how do we handle loss and mm-hmm. how do we see God through loss and most importantly how do we communicate how do we how do we communicate God to those who are suffering losses
1: yeah and find our way back to hope mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff
0: yep so I figured that would be a good way to just go back to it and and revisit yeah and it.
1: it's so cool I w- I really do it. I really do wish we had found that poem sooner so that we could have included it in the video because that is the uh, application that we were going for. Mm
0: -hmm. So moving back with the the topics that we had discussed, uh, the following week after the Collateral Beauty, Uh, the beauty episode, was Scooby-Doo, and we were going into what content is okay for you to consume, what content should you show your children, and uh, the decisions that need to be made regarding those topics. Then we went into music videos, determining that they aren't all bad, but they aren't all good either. Again, it's one of those things you just kind of have to determine for yourself and also where you feel God is leading you. Then the week after that, we went into anime, going into how different cultures can expand, uh, how we do storytelling, how we tell the gospel even, uh, and just gaining an acceptance for the fact that there are other cultures, but still maintaining that you need to be watching out for what those cultures are producing.
1: Yeah, just like how we have to watch our own culture.
0: Exactly. And then last week, we discussed Assassin's Creed and how its theology Uh, can apply and how its philosophy and theology can tie into what we're trying to do here and how we can apply the lessons that are taught within different stories and within different contexts to what we're trying to do, which is learning from God in places that you wouldn't normally expect to find him. And that leads us to this week, where it's not about going into a piece of content and discovering how you can find God. It's now about going into our own Christian content and figuring out why you're not seeing God there. And this is a rather controversial topic, I'll admit. Um,
1: Everything is controversial. (laughs) He says that every week.
0: Yes, everything <laughs> um, is controversial.
1: So we really do need to come up with a parody of the Lego movie song.
0: I, I I can work on that if you'd like me to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have some lyric ideas written down everything for it. Everything is
0: controversial. So what we're trying to dive into here is that there are pieces of Christian content that... It's kind of like a three-layer sort of situation. On the three one
1: Three-layered cake yeah. or like one of those... Uh, seven-layer salad thing. Or like one of the
0: ice cream cakes beans. where the bottom is made up of crumbs and the middle is ice cream and the top is all Why just Why are we comparing
1: cr- it to food? We just ate. It's because we love food. Okay. Anyway, continue. next
0: episode is on food.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> okay. is a great how, media. How
0: can you find uh, God how can you find in your God in
1: food. <laughs>
0: um, so, there's three layers to this. On the bottom layer, you've got, you know, the things that are pretty much just that is very clearly for God, that is clearly beneficial. And it's, it's things that's very
1: uplifting. They're,
0: yeah. They're, they're not really, there's no bad sign to it, which is things like a lot of Christian artists.
1: Hopefully, the majority.
0: I say a lot of. <laughs> um, plenty of things like audiobooks or just the, theological books. Just simple stuff like that. Then in the middle, you have the things that are just a little bit up to discernment and a little bit up to conviction. So, not everyone thinks that VeggieTales is okay because it's it's a film series. Not everyone thinks that uh, contemporary music is okay.
1: Yeah, that sort of thing. depending on where you're going to... Depending on where you fall with different doctrines, yeah. stuff will be different. Just
0: simple stuff like that. And then there's the ones that are they they aren't outright wrong or against anything, but they aren't doing it right. And those are the ones that we're going to be t- touching on today. Okay. Um, because there is a subject, and I want to say that I discuss discuss this a lot with quite a few different people, and I've gotten a a good amount of solid responses uh, describing what their thoughts are on this sort of subject. Of hey, there's a lot that can be found that are wrong in these circumstances. And the the topic that I want to talk about specifically is in Christian music for the fact that it's super easy to make music that doesn't do anything, that yeah. doesn't connect to God.
1: I think the important distinction here is that you can talk about God without actually worshiping him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, what we've been doing is looking at stuff that doesn't necessarily talk about god but still has some aspect in it that can point back to god and everything has that potential is what we've been arguing for Mm -hmm. and so we're not saying that like oh there's stuff that even though it's talking about god doesn't point to god like that that would be kind of hypocritical I feel like mm-hmm. um it's just since it's deliberately trying to point to God we can hold it to a higher standard like it has a level that it needs to reach mm-hmm. um and I think a lot of the time we just see where like there's not a ton of effort um with certain things to like, approach it with a worshipful attitude, um, because a lot of the time, attitude is going to be like what it comes down to. And I might be jumping ahead here on like <laughs> what our conclusion is going to be, uh, but attitude is really like what it comes down to with worship, because like gardening or cooking or just like everything that you do throughout your day can be done in a worshipful manner Mm -hmm. it doesn't just have to be like oh I am singing this song therefore I am worshipping or I am reading this devotion I am painting this picture like it doesn't have to be like specifically worship or like worship with air quotes like music oriented to be worshipful Um, if you want to jump in on that.
0: Well, so when it comes to those sorts of things, it's, uh, we had these discussions before, uh, among many students on what point do you have music that is just being played to get an emotional reaction and not actually connecting you to any form of worship? Because the word worship is... I think it's tossed around a whole lot and Worship is not something that is Like just music like you can worship in a lot Of different ways
1: yeah which is what I was trying To get at
0: Mm -hmm. And when you have worship That has different outlets you Have to be aware of what It is that you're trying to do What you're powered by because there's A lot of uh, there's a lot of good examples found In those who are trying to Get self like trying to glorify Themselves by being like look at What I pulled off Mm -hmm. Um, Look at this great event that I put together Or You'll have events that are They they are considered worship Like a very Let's say actually a good example There was a church that I went to Was fun for a little while But then there was one day where I was attending and the pastor was going to be gone for like a week or something coming up like a vacation sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Pastors need vacations. Yeah.
0: And so they held the service for the pastor. It was a service thanking him for all the stuff that he's done and they were singing gospel music about him.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, it was very strange and it was meant to honor him and God but by honoring him in God's music, it was not
1: Yeah, good. that's that's a bit off.
0: Yeah, they were replacing words with his name.
1: Uh, it was very strange. Yeah, not not a fan of that one. No,
0: I, I really didn't like that.
1: Um, also, with ones that kind of take the focus off of God, mm-hmm. I think there's also the category... Um, we talked about this a bit in apologetics um, here at Moody yeah in our apologetics class here at Moody um, with how when with how music can be used to emotionally manipulate people mm-hmm. uh, during uh, services and stuff so you know pastor is starting to reach the like apex of his sermon and you know the worship team comes up and starts strumming the guitar um, those kind of moments or um, at youth conferences I uh, I don't know if other people are familiar with this term. Uh, It was brought up in class and I was like yes that thing. I know that thing. (laughs) Uh, Other people were like what is this thing you speak of? It's called cry night uh, where uh, since it's like at the end of the week it's a week long youth conference they usually it's like Thursday night is cry night because uh, that's the night where They've run you hard all week doing fun activities and uh, they've been building up, uh, you know, emotional uh, sermon after sermon and having talks and quiet times. And it's at the end of the week when you're just as emotionally vulnerable as possible. And you have that final sermon before you go home that challenges you and then you have the music that just starts in and it makes people cry (laughs) and so that's where that nickname comes from and it's like such a stereotype that it got a nickname at least in like the crowd of people that attended youth conferences um and so I think that's also an example of like how music can be used improperly in Mm -hmm. a way that takes the focus off of God.
0: Yeah. And I want to make it clear we are in no way offering any form of solution to this sort of problem.
1: (laughs) We're just pointing at it. We're we're
0: poking at the nest and hoping that this sparks some sort of conversation. Yeah. Because this is a topic that needs to be addressed. I myself, I I work uh, right now. I'm doing contracting for a company, helping out with their advertising. And As a person who does advertising, it is quite literally my job to make a product attractive. To make a product look like, yeah, let's let's get it. Now granted, the advertising that I'm doing is for a company that makes food, so yeah, go get food. Especially Please eat. Yes. Take
1: care of yourself. So like
0: so like who cares about that? Go get the food. The food is good, it's healthy. The food that I'm advertising for anyway. It's plant based (laughs) pasta. (laughs) But
1: not advertising on here.
0: (laughs) It's it's fine. They wouldn't pay me for it anyway. But Uh, As a person who has to do that sort of thing Where we have to figure out like What's the most appealing thing for a person to look at What's the most appealing thing for a person to hear When they're trying to interact with this product And what would they want to be reminded of When they hear certain things or see certain things That same principle applies When you're at certain Like certain worship sessions When you're in certain churches I've seen it and I've seen how they've tried their best To make the spirit attractive Yeah Which I, I don't appreciate that much because it's like you're treating trying
1: God like a product that needs advertised
0: because they need to fill the seats which like yeah fantastic but would it not be better to just try harder to spread the word
1: yeah like have a genuine relationship with God
0: and your congregation
1: yeah that too (laughs) because
0: there's a lot of churches these days that are just making it doing the worship services and then not interacting with anybody the best churches that are here in chicago are the ones that actually have a community like i think one of my favorites that i don't i don't attend all that often but i stop by sometimes park community Mm -hmm. it's literally in their name community they have a wonderful community everybody knows each other i don't know any of them except for like two of them Yeah. But everybody else knows each other. So it's fantastic because then they're like talking about all these events and there's all these people raising their hands to go and to do these services. And it's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's like, that's the power of community. That's why we were called to have a community in the first place. But these days, church is a commercialized product. And
1: yeah, well, because they're competing with so many other things
0: and that's, that's you know, competition is great, but they shouldn't be competing with their fellow churches. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's what their main competition is, quote-unquote, if we're really going to call it competition. Like, there's so many churches here in Chicago.
1: And, and elsewhere. Uh, it's not just a Chicago thing.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I'm saying, like, Chicago. Uh, the reason why I say Chicago is because they are all, like, one block from each other.
1: Yeah, they're... We do have a pretty big concentration of churches all like in one area.
0: Everywhere. From from right here, from Moody Bible Institute, you could probably walk to 20 different churches within like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like they're all so close. Meanwhile, back at home, like I'm from Ohio, you have to drive 20 minutes to get to the nearest church. And then you have to drive 10 minutes to get to the other one. They have to drive 30 minutes to get to the other one. <laughs> they all are for their own individual communities. The churches were designed for those communities that they were built in. Mm-hmm. But Chicago and other cities, other places where churches have to literally like compete to survive, they'll go if they don't find a community or if they don't find a God strengthened way to bring their church up to the next level, they end up just fighting each other. They end up fighting for their their community. They try to pull people in with free offers and really big services. There was one church that decided to hold an orchestra to get people to come in and then talk about the church, which like, cool, like that's great. But if they're doing it just to fill the seats, that's like-
1: Yeah, which some of that might be genuine community outreach, but I think we do get a little confused sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does make you wonder if that's why, like, when we talk about churches in, like, Africa and Asia, one of the, like, key words that is often thrown around is how vibrant they are Mm -hmm. and how quickly they're growing and stuff. And I think one of the noticeable differences is just how they're very community oriented Mm -hmm. Um, and they don't have that like they don't have the same spirit of competition Mm -hmm. I guess is how I would phrase that, that you were just describing where it's like which again like part of it is just the atmosphere we have here in the U S with there being so many different things that you could be doing on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, There being so many other options for churches. Like we have so many different Bible translations. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are just like more options were spoiled (laughs) in a way Um, when a lot of other Christian communities don't have those options they're like okay we just have this one church we just have this one Bible translation if we're lucky um, that's all mm-hmm. um, so they don't have the opportunity to develop that pickiness Yeah. Um, that then would lead to competitiveness mm-hmm. I think another thing just going along with that would be uh, how in uh, John in John 17 uh, when Jesus is praying for all of the believers uh, you know he could be praying for anything (laughs) Uh, he chooses to pray about unity and I've always found that really interesting and uh, really telling uh, that that is what we are going to need to be most concerned about mm-hmm. uh, because it's true, we really do need unity. Uh, and so, I think, like, with that, like, competitive, picky, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, the current church situation in the U.S all of that i think is just signs of disunity that we end up with and i think a lot of that is rooted in not focusing in on god when we're trying to worship him and so like if we're not having genuine worship we're not going to be able to be the body of christ well Mm -hmm. and like yeah, other places in the world are also going to be struggling with unity because that prayer is for all believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this isn't like a oh the U.S. is awful. We just need to all leave and you know be like uh, people in South America. Um, mm-hmm. That's not what this is. It isn't a anti-U.S. thing. It's just trying to like pick out like what exactly in our specific place like do we need to work on uh, because everywhere is going to have problems. Everywhere has something that they need to work on and I think for us specifically we get really distracted. We get really confused on what the message is supposed to be mm-hmm. Um, and so we think yeah I know uh, what I'm doing on Sunday. I know how I'm focusing on God and it's like are you actually genuinely focusing on God though um do you have the right attitude are you approaching him the way that you need to as the like maker of everything like are you properly acknowledging him and that's really hard and heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it is very true because there, there's there's quite a bit of things to, to worry about whenever you have th- something like a worship service or you do one of those like worship collectives where it's just, like you got these people in a massive circle of people that are all just singing out and all of that. There's a concern there where you have to make sure that whatever you're doing is for him and not for your own enjoyment. It's not a concert. Yeah. Like, even if Hillsong treats it like a concert, which Hillsong is great, don't get me wrong, but if you go at it as if it is a concert and you think of it as a concert, then it's no longer for him because that's that's not the same thing. Saying that this is a worship for God is different than this is a concert for God. <laughs> that's two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that I was talking to, they actually had a pretty good comment on this sort of topic uh, if you will allow me to branch here into my phone where I have this noted
1: <laughs> no no technology <laughs>
0: We have to remember the scriptures that talk about people having their quote unquote ears tickled but not hearing the gospel. Worship is only worship if someone follows Jesus because he is the only way to God. We also have to remember the Israelites and how God rejected the offerings they brought and their fasts and their sacrifices and their quote unquote worship because apart from those they were worshiping, they were also worshiping idols and anything else they felt like doing against the law of God. So. When we're trying to apply that to a modern setting that's pretty much saying that you shouldn't just be going to church to fill a quota that's
1: not checking a box yeah
0: and that's that's the thing that like even i have slipped up on that before and actually recently i slipped up on that a little bit in thinking that by checking a box by doing everything that i'm being told to do within the scriptures. I win, <laughs> like I have God's love, but that's not how that works.
1: Yeah, it's a relationship. Um, it's like, uh, what's the verse? It's, it's like Joel, two uh, thirteen. Uh, it talks about rending your heart and not your clothes. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of my favorite verses to go back <laughs> to whenever we're having a discussion about most things. Uh-huh. Um, because that's just how we should live our lives, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because... If you're not familiar with the practice of rending clothes in the Bible um, or like the symbolism of that, like whenever people had strong emotions, uh, specifically like (laughs) grief or anger, uh, I'm trying to think of a specific story where it happens. Uh, I believe that when all of uh, Jacob's sons came and told him that Joseph was quote-unquote dead mm-hmm. and had the uh, coat of many colors and stuff. And he saw the coat and it was all torn up and it had the animal blood on it. I think it was goat blood. Uh, if I'm wrong, oops. <laughs> um, it was some sort of animal that they killed and were like, see, it's Joseph's blood. Uh, and they he looked at it and was like, ah, my son is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rips his clothes and uh, it's not because they didn't like wearing clothes. It's because that's how they showed that they were truly grief stricken. That they truly were angry and like that they were just hit in their heart and um, you know the whole sackcloth and ashes and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. it was an outward sign of the inward turmoil Yeah, and it's like one of the strongest (laughs) it's one of the strongest emotional cues in the Old Testament that I can think of Mm -hmm. Um, and it comes up fairly often uh, given all of the drama in the Old Testament <laughs> uh, and Joel goes yeah no that's that's not good enough God wants you to do that with your heart mm-hmm. um, he wants you to, like it's you shouldn't just show off uh, you should actually like mean it in your heart Mm -hmm. Um, and you see that again and again in the Old Testament where it's like in Ezekiel, I believe it's 36, 36, uh, where it's talking about taking your heart of stone and turning it into a heart of flesh and, um, other places where it's like in first Samuel 15. I'm sorry. I'm a really big Old Testament nerd. No. <laughs> um so anyway, in like first Samuel 15, uh when Saul has just like uh done the thing where I think it's 15. it Might be 18. Uh, he This is when he gets rejected as king because he was supposed to kill all of the livestock and kill all of the people um, in this one specific city or battle or whatever. And he didn't. He kept some of the livestock alive. And Samuel comes and he's like, why do I hear the sheep? (laughs) He literally says, "Why do I hear the bleeding of sheep?" Yeah, <laughs> like what a way to confront someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Saul goes, "Uh, I was gonna sacrifice them to God <laughs> to try and get out of it. Um, now, if he actually kept them alive to sacrifice them to God, or <laughs> if he had other purposes." undetermined <laughs> but Samuel just kind of goes off and uh, is like God does not care about sacrifices he likes obedience mm-hmm. and so once again attitude is huge mm-hmm. um And I have more verses that I could dive into, but I think you get my point. Like there's so many verses in the New Testament as well that people are probably more familiar with, Mm -hmm. like my random hopping through the Old Testament. But like just one more example from the New Testament. Romans 12 um, to offer yourself as a living sacrifice Mm -hmm. the problem with a living sacrifice as uh, my pastor uh, once said is that a living sacrifice tries to climb off of the altar (laughs) Uh, it's really hard (laughs) to be obedient Mm -hmm. and do what you're supposed to be doing
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And that is usually also tied in with that whole thing of at some point there is eventually someone that shows their face that ends up not realizing that what they're doing and what they're saying is putting authority in themselves rather than in God. And, you know, like like with the pastor that I don't think he really knew that, that was going to happen. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it was an annual thing.
1: It would be interesting if he encouraged it.
0: I don't think he did. I, I, he had nothing to do with it. He was sitting in the front pew, and I, I guess there was a surprise of some kind. Yeah. But there, there. I have seen places where there's some form of self-empowerment. And I want to point out, point out a couple that I, I would say are coincidental. Um, that have solid examples of why they're fine, I would say. Because a lot of people recently have had a lot of problems with Kanye West and Justin Bieber. Mm -hmm. Because they both went Christian, and now they're both doing Christian music out of nowhere. And I don't want to take away from that because I don't know them. I don't know what they're currently going through in their walk with Christ. And I really don't know where their minds are at or where they are in their faith. But there's a lot of people saying that the live music that they've been doing, like Kanye and his church with like a hundred choir members all in a circle, and Justin Bieber with his time up on stage, uh, sitting in a chair, singing with other people, there are some people saying that their hearts are in the wrong place or that it's just a performance to them. And my counter to that is that there is a really good possibility that they have no idea how else to worship. Yeah, they've both spent their entire time in the limelight with people staring at them twenty four seven. So they probably have no idea how to do anything except extravaganza, and more than likely, I mean, they're they're youthful in their faith. Like you can't, we can't expect new Christians to understand exactly what they what, what to understand exactly what they're hearing from God, or understand exactly how they should be worshiping because praying and worship has such a loose guideline.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and then also like. A celebrity going to a church is going to draw attention no matter what. Yeah. Also, if you're a good singer, you're usually encouraged to help out with worship.
0: You'll be asked to usually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so that also adds more layers to the onion.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, there would be so many, like, try their to consider, situation that we are unaware of. Like, no matter what, they're going to find themselves in a situation where someone's mm-hmm. going to be upset with them because if they chose not to sing, then people would have just been they're like...
1: They're just wasting the talent God gave them. How dare yeah, they? like,
0: you've been singing about horrible things relating to sex, but you won't sing for God. And then they sing For God, and they're like, they're not genuine. Yeah. So it's like, it, there, there is no winning in that situation, which mm-hmm. is why I think that we need to practice one of the most important fruits of the Spirit, patience. And another one, kindness. And another one, loving. <laughs> and another one, gentleness.
1: We should practice all of the fruits of the Spirit. <laughs>
0: Let's count them off. Love, joy, peace, patience kindness I just goodness, had a flashback gentleness and self-control
1: <laughs> to... <laughs> I just had a flashback to uh, this uh singing group uh, or not a singing group to this cd that had a song on it in like first grade mm-hmm. it was like go fish or something like that, oh, that... I
0: love go fish yeah okay, yeah yeah, s- yeah
1: um and they sang through the fruits of the spirit uh-huh I loved that song
0: Oh it's so funny and,
1: But something about the way That you were listing that <laughs> Just made me think of
0: it <laughs> Now I want to bring up Why I was talking about that and it was because Of another comment That we got um, Relating to that whole thing Of some making it about Them and their power Rather than God's mm-hmm. And I want to I want to make this Other statement clear At no point With Kanye or Justin Have they said that their ability came from them. They've both said that they're doing it for God and that God gave them the talents. So I just want to give them that at least. Yeah. They are saying truth and that doesn't matter what you think. That is straight up truth. Like, no matter what. The comment that we got was, the problem is that we quote unquote take authority as though his purpose was to empower us. He told his disciples not to rejoice that they had power over the demons, but that their names were written in heaven. We are to never forget that we are saved by grace only. And I think that's something that a lot of churches need to be reminded of, and is the fact that they are there to represent Christ. And that's pretty much it. Build a community, which is another aspect of representing Christ. Be there for others, representing Christ. Spread the word of the gospel and tell biblical truths, representing Christ. And there's a lot of churches that are starting to branch away from that. There was one church that me and Cheyenne both went to that instead of talking about some form of biblical truth, they used the Bible to explain political unrest.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting one.
0: It, it wasn't...
1: Like it was a good speech.
0: It was a good speech, but it wasn't a sermon. Yeah. It was in a church, but it was taking a side on a political scale. So it was. It, it, it wasn't for God, because I would tell you immediately. God does not care about political scales. He doesn't care about politics, because there's no sort. There's no such thing as human power. So, just the fact alone that a church would take the time to set God aside to honor a pastor for a whole sermon, or honor a politician for a whole sermon, there's a lot that can go wrong within Christian circles, and. The reason why we use music as the example is because music is one of the most expressive ways that you can tell the gospel or worship. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their eyes on people that do worship music.
1: Yeah. And I do think there is a time and a place to honor people in the church. Um, because like as a community, we should love and respect those who are involved in the community. And I think that's kind of where like things start to get confusing I think it's just things get confusing when we use it in a sermon or uh, even have maybe like a video at the beginning because then people are going to have that as their first impression on Mm -hmm. the Sunday this summer one of the churches that I went to for um, Memorial Day they played a video to honor veterans and that was the first thing they did and it kind of threw people a few people off not everyone some people were like, oh that was really good like that was a great way to honor the veterans who are a part of the church and honoring veterans isn't wrong like I'm not against that um, and there definitely should be time made for that in the church but it does kind of set things up in a weird way where it's like okay we have a video that has World War II clips and uh, lots of patriotism and all of that Um, and then we're gonna move into the sermon right after that Like, it's just kind of like how TV jumps around a bunch and Mm -hmm. it's like okay here's a commercial about a blender and now we have the news and now and like the news is jumping from like tragedy to happy nursing home to uh, local weather to all of this stuff and like you just never have time to settle and actually reflect on anything and I think that ends up happening in the church sometimes when we're trying to honor everyone and announce all the things that we're doing and make sure we take up tithe and do worship and also have the sermon. Like we just jump around too much without actually settling.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that there's there's like it seems like such a simple solution just focus on God but (laughs) it's really hard (laughs) it's like it's it's just it's so strange to me I've, I've never run a church I don't know what that's like but it just seems like it would be very easy to just focus on God and trust that God will bring you, your congregation, Mm -hmm. like let him lead things. And I think that we're trying too hard to keep up with a world that is going super fast paced, super fast paced, thinking that it's going to somehow outrun God and that God's not going to be able to keep up with it. If that were true, then he wouldn't be here right now because he would have been forgotten in the well of time that he's been around within the scriptures. Because that's the only way that God could ever disappear from like general mind would be just the Bible gets somehow removed entirely, and then that entire generation is killed. But even then, He would still come back because He would find a way to communicate with someone. To dreams, some level. like dreams. There's scrap pieces of paper that have Scripture written on them somehow. A straight up angel comes down and tells somebody about about yeah. Christ. Like God has all these methods, and I think people forget that they are worshiping an all powerful. Like being that loves them and cares about them and has repeatedly provided for people,
1: yeah, and, and is pursuing them, yes, on a personal level
0: and wants to get a response. Like, the, yeah, like it's actually kind of adorable how much God just wants to hear back from you,
1: <laughs> yeah. In a way that's, like, not condescending. Yeah,
0: just kind of like, listen, man, I'm trying to talk to you. Do you think you could just, like, pick up the phone sometime? <laughs> it's like, God wants that relationship. He sent Jesus to establish that. He wanted it so that it's not just a bunch of, like, a massive wall keeping you from him. It's just a conversation. Yeah. So, it, it's it's that sort of thing that we need to be watching out for. And I, I do want to say, just as a way to sort of cap off this conversation, um, I want to make it clear that we're not in any way saying that there is a wrong form of worship, but there are ways to do it incorrectly in the sense of there are the good ways of doing worship. You know, a music festival or some form of worship collective. That's great, but you can do that wrong. and. The reason why I want to specify that we're not trying to say that there are forms of worship that are just inherently incorrect is because there's a lot of cultures with a lot of different ways of doing worship. Yeah. And not a single one can be discounted. All of them have their own unique cultures, and all of them have their own unique ways of communicating with God, and God understands all of them.
1: Because he's awesome.
0: Exactly. So, you know, whenever you run into someone that's like, oh, I love reckless love, like... Don't like if you if you're someone that that doesn't like it. That's just that coming do, that's coming down to conviction. Like, yeah. ask them not to play it around you if you don't like it. But
1: again, this is a discernment thing. Exactly, everything is controversial. I'm just saying, like this whole
0: this whole show is going to fall down on the fact that it requires discernment. That might mm-hmm. just be the new motto of the we're show. We're going
1: to have to rename yeah. the podcast, everyone. No, we're
0: not going to rename it. We're <laughs> just going to call it Collateral Creatives. It Requires Discernment.
1: <laughs> just, but It Requires Discernment will be bigger than the actual title. It's,
0: it's like one of those like stop symbols with the line through it, but like in the middle of where that line is, it just says, It Requires Discernment over our C. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That is not a messy logo at all.
0: It's it's so smooth. It's so much better than our current double C. So good. I think that we need an upgrade. We'll upgrade. See. We'll see what XN can do for us. So, anyway, uh, do you have any final comments?
1: Yeah, just as Austin's been saying, everything requires discernment, and uh, like he said, we're not trying to say any form of worship is bad, or that you shouldn't do it. Just... Please be like, please be mindful of how you're approaching it and make sure you have uh, the appropriate attitude. Just that's really what we're trying to aim for is like encouraging people to be more thoughtful and have critical thinking Mm -hmm. about how they do media. Yep. Um And so that includes how they do non-Christian media, but also how they do Christian media. Yep. And this episode, I think, was just dedicated to the Christian media.
0: Yep. Because it's all the same thing. Like, all media is the same. How you use it is what can change. Because media always will have the same purpose. To communicate, to entertain, to spread the word about something. And we need to make sure that we're using that tool correctly. So, with that very difficult episode taken care of, uh, we're going to be getting back into the more unique stuff, the more more entertaining stuff that I think a lot of you enjoy relating to... Oh what crazy way are they finding God and things this time I don't
1: think we're (laughs) crazy are we
0: crazy It's just maybe just a little bit I mean of course we're diving into we're kind of like astronauts Going into places that you know
1: Doesn't feel crazy You're crazy I'm not crazy
0: Well I mean if you don't (laughs) if you don't think You're crazy that just means you're crazy and you don't know about it
1: No I'm not
0: (laughs) So anyway (laughs) Next week we are going to be talking about
1: Dun dun dun
0: Harry Potter (laughs) Um Reason being Of course we have to go into that Christians have been trying to argue over whether or not That series has been okay for like Ever since since it came out
1: it began
0: Yeah and uh, it's an important topic to to talk about Because I mean for Pete's sake It's the same exact story as Jesus Uh, I mean Yeah the the main character, the savior of the story, gets killed by the main and bad comes guy and comes back to and life. Comes back by beating death, and beating death is I mean, I wanted to say
1: that Harry is Jesus, but there is a direct <laughs> parallel.
0: That, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and we need to explore that. So next week. Harry Potter and the eight books.
1: Seven? Is there seven books? There's seven.
0: And there's eight <laughs> movies.
1: <laughs> yes, because they made a part two for the Deathly Hallows.
0: We hope that you stick around for next week when we go into this topic. It's gonna be this one's gonna be fun, uh, I think, because there's there's quite it's a few. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of things that we can get really deep into with that sort of that sort of subject, that sort of uh, content. So we shall see what we discover there. But nevertheless, we will see you then.
1: Farewell.